Hello, and welcome to Guilt-Free Pleasures. My name's Frank, and with me, as always, is Bill. And here at Guilt-Free Pleasures, we attempt to explain the shame away. That's right. So, we're here to make you feel better. Actually, we're here to make you feel great about the music you secretly love. We, we tried to take a song that might have been ostracized uh, throughout its uh, uh, tenure on the radio and in, uh, in the media and whatnot. And we say, no, it's okay. It's okay to like these songs. Uh, today is going to be a little bit of a different one where we are going to look at two songs and uh, compare and contrast them. And uh, it's, it's actually quite uh, an exciting uh, uh, topic for us and something that we have uh, debated back and forth um, and talked about quite a bit, uh, Bill and I. It's a tribute to our friendship that we've been able to maintain it despite differing opinions. There was a time where we felt the same way, but we have drifted. Yeah, uh, and, and with, with the songs that we're going to be talking about, we'll, we'll get to the actual songs in a moment. There really is no wrong answer as to which is the better song. It's like, which is your favorite child? Uh, I mean, yeah, you probably do have a favorite child, but you never tell that they are your favorite. But I think it's important to choose one of these songs as as better than the other, even though they are both fantastic, fantastic songs. Well, in this corner, we have Don't Know Much by Aaron Neville and Linda Ronstadt, a Grammy Award winning song. And in this corner, we have All My Life by Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville, also a Grammy Award winner. This reminds me of Superman 3, where he has to fight himself. I'm thinking we could start with, um, well, this would this is supposed to be a category, but I thought we might start with it. And uh, we're good friends with uh, Chris Newkirk from New Jersey. And he's probably the coolest person we know outside of each other. He's much hip, he's he's much hipper than you or I. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's fair to say. And uh and his uh, his wife Jade also much cooler than us too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the category we often have in guilt-free pleasures is: Would Chris Newkirk like this song? The answer is almost always no, which makes it a guilt-free pleasure. So I'm going to uh, read you some thoughts he wrote down on whether he like don't know much or all my life better. Yes. He wrote this about a year and a half ago. When I first brought this up, this has been uh, percolating for a long time, this episode. So um, he refused to uh, recant uh, what he threw down. So uh, I'm just going to read it because um, I just I don't think I could do it justice. 
outside of not reading it. So here we go. Choosing either title, like choosing either of these watered-down church basements recording, is like choosing between the fourth and fifth circles of hell. You're still in hell, so there's really little point. Are they that bad? I mean, they're driving me right into the catalog of Wilson Phillips. Oh, wow. I'm not even going to touch the lyrics, Chris says. And he says the answer to the question, would Chris Newkirk like these songs, is you. That's an emphatic sort of statement of uh, dislike towards both of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was shocked. And so I reached out to Chris uh, this weekend for an updated opinion. And his response was silence. But Jade decided she'd respond. And she said, I don't know much is the clear winner. Well, there's something there. And then she drops this. If there really has to be a winner, which really none of these are. Wow. Okay. I got I got more, Frank. <laughs> this is Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got more. Uh, so uh Jeez. my wife, Ashley, also decided to pipe in on this. Well she I asked her to. So she, she chooses all my life because less of that guy's voice in that one. Shudder. She writes Shudder. He sounds like he swallowed an acorn and his vibrato is too fat for my comfort zone. Ooh. That's some vibrato shaming. Uh, we don't do that here at Guilt-Free Pleasures. No, there is no shame in Guilt-Free Pleasures. Yeah. So uh, there you go. That is that is what we're dealing with here coming into this. I mean, you and I are arguing for one over the other, but we also have people out there hating something that for us is objectively beautiful and perfect. Okay, well, let's let's get into the songs here a little bit. And I think it's important that we... That we mentioned, for those who don't know, they both came from the same album, uh, Cry Like a Rainstorm, Howl Like the Wind, and they both won Grammys uh, in back-to-back years. I don't know much one in, what was it, in in, 90, uh, in 1990, That's correct? correct, 1990. And then, and 91 was uh, All My Life. So this is, uh, this is a case of same album, same, same singers, back-to-back Grammys, so... They're very, very equally matched in terms of uh, which is the better song uh, when you ta- uh, talk about uh, accolades and uh, and and achievements. Yes. So, I mean, the, the worthy competitors, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't Know Much, written by Tom Snow, Cynthia Whale, and Barry Mann. Now, Barry Mann is uh, who the song was originally written for. And from what I gather, I don't, I haven't heard too much about Tom Snow. I know he's a producer and he's done a lot of work in some, like the Footloose soundtrack and some other things. But Barry Mann and Cynthia Whale are a powerhouse writing team. Barry Mann was the guy who put the bop and the bop she wop de wop. That's Barry Mann. That's first oh, song. Really? Yeah, I did written not in his early that. 20s. Um, they also were, uh, you'll like this, they wrote. Somewhere out there, they were at least two of the three writers for Somewhere Out There. Earlier, Linda Ronstadt, James Ingram, okay, uh, ballad. They yes, yes, and yes. get ready for a big one here. They wrote "You've Lost That Love and Feeling." Oh, uh, Righteous Brothers, that's fantastic. So, and they wrote a couple other Righteous Brothers songs too. But this is like this is pretty big pedigree 
uh, here. And, and from what I gather, it was Cynthia Whale who wrote the lyrics. It sounds like Barry Mann's probably doing more of the music here. To contrast all of that pedigree behind the, behind the songwriting of that uh, particular song, we have All My Life, and this is not to be confused with uh, the song All My Life by the Foo Fighters. All My Life by Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville was, um, was written by Carla Bonham mm-hmm. for her 1988 album, uh, New World. So where she is lesser known than Barry Mann and, uh, and the writing team for I Don't Know Much, uh, this is like a small market. Yeah baseball team versus versus the new york yankees in terms of writing right now here at guilt-free pleasures we like to mix as many metaphors in and uh, analogies as possible yes uh carla bonhoff was was uh well known to ronstadt through the 70s so they actually were friends and she um mm-hmm. has been singing her song since the 70s and so um i gotta give linda ronstadt huge props for supporting people so you think about the amount of uh, money made by, say, Carla Bonhoff for this song, because otherwise she wouldn't have the platform she does. And um, yeah, exactly. also, I mean, I was going to bring this up later, but I, I, I can't not bring it up right now is that what Linda Ronstadt did for Aaron Neville's career is massive. So leading into these. Yes. Leading into these. He had a big hit in 19, I think, believe it was a 67 called Tell It, Tell it Like It Is. Where it reached num- number one R&B for five weeks, number two on the billboards. But he was still working regular jobs. He has the Neville brothers that he played with. Big, big deal in New Orleans. So they recorded a ton of albums and the critics loved them. But Linda Ronstadt was the one who wanted to sing with him. She saw him play in 84. He called her up on stage and they sang together. Then she said she wanted to do a song with him. And it took until 89 for them to do this. And, um, I mean, this changes the career trajectory for Aaron Neville. Yeah. And from, from what I understood, it was, it was kind of one of those, they both wanted to work with each other, but neither really knew if the other one wanted to work with them. It's like that awkward situation when you're in grade nine and you like a girl and she likes you, but you don't want to talk to her and she doesn't want to talk to you. I've never been in that situation because the girl never wanted to talk to me. But uh, um, yeah, so that that that's how I I would uh, I would compare that. That would be my metaphor for their songwriting, sort of. Yeah, I yeah I uh, yeah. Thanks uh, for bringing up that uh, little anecdote there, Frank. Uh, I feel the same. I uh, I I I like to think I may have had these situations where the person liked me and I liked her, but you never know <laughs> because you never talk to each other. Exactly. I don't know if that's a like Schrodinger's cat in a box where I, I don't, that's as far as I know, I've never opened the box or read past the uh, title of that uh, example. So, um, okay. Well, now that we've, we've nailed that down. Okay. So Aaron Neville's creature, like so a little more with Aaron Neville. <laughs> she produced his next album. So everybody plays the fool. You know that, that, that's, yeah. Oh yeah. That produces that album. So, uh, let's see. We have, uh, okay, responses. We've talked history. Let's talk. I think, I think there's, well, do we want to talk about the music yeah. videos? Or music yeah, video? I would. And then, and then we could go through the songs. Okay. So the, the music yeah. video, the music video for I Don't Know Much 
I mean, that was a, I mean, that's a big part of, of why I love this song. And I had written down on my uh, notepad the other day that this, most of the music we listened to as, as younger kids, we didn't just listen to it. We, we, we saw the music. And by what I mean that is we have in mm-hmm. our head a music video and often, uh, the music videos were, would came, would be the first thing we'd see before we even heard it on the radio. And so when I hear this song, I immediately see the image of these two just staring at each other. Yeah, and it's, it's the video that told us what to feel or how to feel about, uh, about the song. And boy, I felt super uncomfortable. So I'm about, I'm 12 years old. This is, <laughs> I think it's 89 when I first would have seen this. And I'm probably waiting to see the Bat Dance music video because that was the big deal. But when you're watching music back then, this would come on before, even though they're totally unrelated. And so you'd have no choice but to watch these. But it was so weird seeing two adults talk about love this way. The way they looked at each other was not like... Oh yeah, and just anything I'd seen singing tenderly towards each other—it's just well, it's not like you're watching your parents slow dance. Yeah, which is creepy. It, it is, and so I, I recognize, like as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate this tune way more and what it what it's saying yeah. about love. Look at this man, so blessed with inspiration. Look at this soul. Still searching for salvation I don't know much But I know I love you um, So here's a little bit of trivia for you, Frank. Linda Ronstadt is 43 years old in that video. Yeah, and we're, uh, we're both 43 right now. Yes. So we are Linda Ronstadt's. I need to find my Aaron Neville. Yeah, it's it's out there, um, <laughs> somewhere out there. Oh, nice, good, well done. So that uh, the music video, like coming back to it, um, it's still something to see for just three and a half minutes of two people just staring at each other, and boy, is it convincing! It was, uh, yeah. There was articles written about them as being in a relationship. But after I watched the Linda Ronstadt documentary a few days ago, Aaron Neville said, oh, there's a lot of people saying things, but it wasn't true. The, the, the director just said, look like you're in love with each other. And Linda Ronstadt's a fantastic uh, actor. She was, of course, in Pirates of Penzance. I don't know if you remember that movie. No, I actually, I've never even heard about it until right now. Well, there you go. She is uh, excellent. Excellent. And Aaron Neville is on the money. Like just there, I feel like I shouldn't be in the room. They're just, they're working through whatever it is, how many years of marriage they or whatever the relationship has been. And they're still dedicated to each other. But I mean, there must be a backstory there that you could frame in this, this video about hardship. I mean, one of them's probably lost a job and uh, we don't know if their, their kids are, uh, are doing well whether with the law or at school, like I could keep going for another 10 minutes. Your, your meta or your uh, hypothetical relationship and family life of uh, Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville. That's right. That's right. It's um, so coming back, 
it's still uncomfortable watching it because <laughs> even though I'm the same age, I'm like, I'm still uh, way too immature to handle this. I know. I, I rewatched the, uh, the video as well. And it's all in the, like, uh, sepia tones. And uh, I watched it, but I, I just didn't feel right about it the entire time. Well, you know what's fantastic? What I like better is the uh, Grammy uh, video. And when mm-hmm. you watch that Grammy video, Aaron Neville is super nervous. And he's out there and he knows this is his shot. This is his, like, he, he's now on a world stage. The song has done fantastic. But he's now out there, doesn't know if he's going to win the Grammy, and he's singing, and he hits all the notes. He is, uh, he's expressing himself, and Linda Ronstadt, of course, is totally confident. She's has like eight or nine Grammy wins by this point. She's out there, yeah. and he's just giving it his all, and it's a home run. It is mm-hmm. amazing, and I to me. That's like such a moment you get to watch someone who knows his career is about to be defined from this moment. And then when he ha- they win the Grammy, he's up there. He says his hands are shaking. He's so excited. And she reminds him to thank his wife and everything. So during his speech, he's so nervous. And uh, the next time we see them, they're doing All My Life now, of course, which is released a couple months later. And they're way more confident. They've been there already. They've they've had their their Grammy moment, and uh, now it's uh, it's no less special, but it's more familiar now. It's super regrettable that we don't have a, a proper video for all my life. Well, I think uh, there is no proper video, but where I would argue that all my life is the more important song is that it featured heavily in the season finale of uh, season three of Baywatch where uh, Eddie and Shawnee get married and this is their, their wedding song. And for all three and a half minutes of this song is being played out while the two of them are getting married on the beach, which is surprising for a show like Baywatch would have a a beach wedding. Wow. You think that they would, they would, you know, go away from the beaches as their only setting, but uh Right. Well, you gotta, that's like getting married at the place you work. Exactly. You don't want to get married at, oh no, you didn't get married at school, did you? No, I did not get married at school, but it, uh, okay. Yeah, it would have, wouldn't have been fair to Ashley. And we did not have, uh, this is our wedding song. And of course, now after hearing what she wrote, reading what she wrote, I realized that was probably a good choice. I didn't bring that to the table. <laughs> um, but you know, you make a great point, uh, referencing, uh, Baywatch for the wedding, um, the wedding episode, because this is a wedding song to me. This is oh, absolutely it is. And so I uh, just carry on with your, you know, your argument in favor of it is that this is a perfect song for a love that is new, and 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 maybe uh, for love like a later in life love. But this is like I found the person all my life. I've been waiting for it, and this is the moment. Like I dreamed it would be I feel like we're frozen in time And you're the only one I can see Hey, I'm And so I think it's a perfect wedding song And my argument in favor of Don't Know Much being even better 
is that this is a song 10 years, 15 years into a marriage. This is a song you would play when you'd have the uh, the parents all get up to dance afterwards because they know what life and marriage and love will bring for them. And so a song like this is, is going to tell them that this is all that they know. So they've gone through all these things. They've had all these hopes and dreams possibly dashed, but I don't know much is the one that just... Um, that sort of keeps the glue together and reminds them that we just keep going because this is what matters. Yeah, that's a that's a very good comment, and it, it dovetails nicely into how uncomfortable the, the the video makes you feel because it's just you know your parents dancing again after fifteen years. It's like no, I'm not need to see that, but you know, yeah, but well, yeah, but now I guess I I I am that parent, right? Now I see myself and I I get it. Look at this man. So blessed with inspiration Look at this soul Still searching for salvation I don't know much I, uh, I want to tell you my favorite part of the song. Okay, let's hear it. I, I didn't realize that even the, you know, reading the lyrics now, I'm like, oh, that's what they were saying. Because there's a part in the song where he, they say to each other, the only truth I've ever known is me and you. And when I was a kid, all I could hear is the only truth I ever known is as I thought it was near you because I couldn't tell because their voices blended and suddenly we mm-hmm. were transported into a new level of heaven because there was like soprano meets soprano. But the line was yeah. the only truth I've ever known is me and you or the only truth I'll ever know. And that comment is two people together. And in the song, this is the moment where their voices come together. They both hit all these notes. They blend together to a level of perfection I don't think experienced in music up to this point. I, I can't think of two voices like these two that have ever tried doing a song like this. I, I mean, usually it's someone's got a bass, someone's got a whatever you call a non-bass, a soprano, I guess. <laughs> but usually they'd bring them together. You blend like somewhere out there is a great example of like, oh, that these voices work together. Or hey, here's Joe Cocker yep. and Jennifer Warrens. He's a, the gruff guy, and she's she's going to have a beautiful voice. It's going to come together. But it's like angel meet angel so this is like angel squared and bring us up to the to the heavens that's a it's it's a good point but your argument for that in in that one song is also an argument for my song because it's angel squared i would say for uh for all my life and again all my life not to be confused with the casey and jojo song all my life uh these are very very different songs um the the lyrics in in this are are just uh, the bridge leading into the uh, into the chorus. Um, I think those are the correct terms. I'm, I'm yeah, not quite yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, never thought I could I could feel a love so tender. Never thought I could let those feelings show. But now my heart is on my sleeve, and this love will never leave. I know. 
I know. And that second I know, and that again yeah. is where those two voices just yeah. merge together and just transcend music. That is, yeah, good point. So we have two moments in each of these songs where they reach the levels of the heavens. I mean, this could be its own ca- new category in Guilty Pleasures is, does this reach Neville Ronstadt heavens? Yeah. So there's... Uh, the the Neville Ronstadt meter. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, th- uh, and I can appreciate that while still, as I look over at my lyrics, I'm like, I'm gonna f- I'll find lyrics, Frank. I can do this too. I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really all day because the song's only three and a half minutes long. So. You got it. That's right. So many questions still left unanswered. So much I've never broken through. And when I feel you near me, sometimes I see so clearly. And here we go. getting to heaven. The only truth I'll ever know is me and you. Oh, man. Well, this is life. They're still moving through it, but they're moving through it together. Wow. I I, I gotta say, this is uh it's very moving. Well, hey, I've lived all my life for you, and now you're here parentheses now you're here you can get the Aaron Neville warble in your head uh, right now right hey I'll spend all my life with you This is a song about waiting and yearning and being patient and then finally attaining that that level of love and companionship. This is this is the the peak of the mountain song. Right. And and with uh you know Olympia notes to match it in each of these cases. Oh absolutely. So yes. So I mean I believe we, we often like to talk about the multiverse of songs. And this is a rare mm-hmm. moment where two singers are singing songs, I think, within the same same universe. This is the same yes. couple. Yep. So we're and so interestingly, they release Don't Know Much First, which is later in the relationship of the two characters in the video, but All My Life is actually what happened earlier. Now of course on the album, All My Life comes first and then Don't Know Much is later. Yeah. But um but in both these cases, 
the care the characters maintain they're going to spend all their life together and now don't know much is giving you a sense of what that life looks like all the mm-hmm. all the st- struggles the trials but really you're you're still you're still climbing that mountain you're still searching for salvation Whew. wow i well oof, we're really you know what? going places dear, here dear yeah dear listeners i i think what we have done is we have laid out a groundwork for you to work through yourselves and figure out and discern what you believe is the better song. And again, there's no right or wrong answer. There's just one that's more right and one that's less wrong. Um, And I, I would argue that that's all my life, but there is so much goodness in both of these songs and for you to choose one, it's 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 a difficult and monumental task. But this is this is something that uh, that I think we've uh, we've tried to present the arguments for, and it's 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 on you right now to fi- to figure that out. Yeah, because you made you made your impossible decision, which which was the wrong one. I I can agree on that, um, but but the listener will also have to decide if they support me or you yeah i think that's uh <laughs> your silence was really worrying me there as i looked at the screen like <laughs> is this it where we now have our rival podcast start um we're gonna go to categories now so mm-hmm. uh, you let me know if this category works and and uh, i'm just gonna throw as many as i can at you and then and then we'll decide what we do with them so, uh, first category: Can Michael Bolton sing this song? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a yes, probably on most of our songs. I w- okay. Challenge for you, Frank. Ready? I yes. want you to pick a singer he could do uh, these songs with. What What would be the singer Michael Bolton would choose to sing with him, or vice versa? Oh. I got one, but do you want do you want me to give you mine first? No, you've 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 yeah. Let, let's hear yours first, and I'll, I'll see if I can't uh, if I can't uh, put something back on you. I think Christina Aguilera would be a great choice because Michael Bolton will he? I mean, he goes. He's not a fl- afraid of flourishes. I think Linda Ronson, Aaron Neville, a little more um, conservative in their approach. They'll still hit those high notes. Uh, Michael Bolton's mm-hmm. going to go for it, and he's going to do roundhouse kicks yeah. the whole way up. And I think Christina Aguilera will match that. And both, uh, as far as career boosts, like they're we're late in the careers of both of them. Although, I mean, Christina Aguilera started so young anyways, but I think this could be a, a moment for both of them to get back on the scene. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't – I need to put some thought into yeah. this. I, I really – I think that's a that's a good choice, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, and And – we can talk about Christina Aguilera in other podcasts, but I always felt that she got the the raw end of the deal from the uh, Christina versus Britney rivalry. But that's uh, that's just my own personal take on that. Yeah, I, I'm with you on it. I'm with you on. It. I don't think Britney Spears could could do this with Michael Bolton. No, I don't. I don't think she. I don't think she quite has the chops for no. it. What about Anne Murray? I'm gonna throw Anne Murray, Michael Bolton. Do you think that works? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah ended in a no sucks <laughs> perfect yeah no no yeah that's the canadian canadian's way of saying no is yeah no but a way of saying yeah no yeah no all right okay um can this be a wedding song we we already hit that well yeah, yeah. okay 
Where it is the wedding song. <laughs> okay. Where do you think you would hear this most likely today in your regular life? Where where would you hear this? So this is my next category. Where would you hear this? Well, it's my ringtone, so every time someone calls me, right. but uh, probably more than uh, more than likely in the, in the uh, the grocery store. Okay, so supermarket. I was gonna say dentist yep. dentist office song. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, very much. All right, yeah. okay, great. Uh, would this have been sampled for a hip hop song? Could it? Would it? Should it be ha- sampled for hip hop? Uh, all my life, no, and it should never be. I don't think that it's. Uh, I think it stands on its own two feet in its own sort of separate realm from right. from uh, from hip hop music. I think it's a uh, it's a wedding song, and it should always just stay a wedding song. So, but then that you think don't know much could be sampled. I would say no to that as well. Okay, I'm thinking you could do something creative with the angelic parts, but you'd have to loop it and do mm-hmm. something with it. Perhaps a guilt free pleasure challenge to our listeners. Create a create a song using this as a sample. I, I'm sure we have a, a number of very very creative uh, creative listeners out there who would be up for that challenge. Yeah. Uh, Chris Newkirk, I'm thinking specifically about you. Yeah, that's right. You'd have to listen to the song, Chris. But I believe we finally won him over. I think so. I think so. I think uh, you know, there's there's a moment where the Grinch's heart grows three times as big, and uh, a lot of guilt free pleasures is like you and me as Care Bears doing our Care Bear stare and winning the world over one listener at a time. And I think that's a uh, perfect way of uh, ending our podcast here. Uh, Thank you for being with us today. Uh, Thank you for listening through these songs with us. And uh, we will see you next time. As always, I'm Frank. And I'm Bill. And uh, thank you for listening to our uh, guilt-free pleasures. (laughs) 